and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce, and just letting you guys know that we are a bi-weekly podcast, and you can hear us anywhere podcasts are streamed. So wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check us out. If you like what you hear, we do two more episodes a month on our Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. If you haven't already and you enjoy what you like, go ahead and give us a five-star review on any platform. Maybe leave a review. It helps get the word out. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, above all, I'm here with my co-host, uh, Kath Barbadoro. How you doing? Hi, Pat. I'm good. Uh, it's nice to see you. This is this is a very special episode. We have a guest. Yes, it is. We haven't had a guest yeah, in a long time. We have been we in have a company. bubble, yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And we are talking today with someone that we've been aware of just for quite some time, a uh, friend of the show, someone who I've been known, known through their writings on their uh, blogs, as well as the great book they put out, Culture Warlords. We are talking today with Talia Lavin. Talia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm sorry for standing you up inadvertently last time. Because you guys are supposed to be, you guys are supposed to be the stand-ups. Am I right? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming to talk to us about right-wing grifters. Uh, yeah, no, I'm. It's um, I I sent Pat like fan mail a while back where I was just like, I really like your show. Aww. <laughs> Now I'm happy to come full circle and create content with you. <laughs> yeah, we are happy to have you on. I I was uh, as a lot of people were this winter. I was stuck in uh, in, in an airport for 28 hours uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this month, and so I sat down. I was like, "Oh, Knox, reading now." And I was going through, and I saw your Substack, Sword and Sword in the Sandwich, the Sword in uh, the, the Sandwich dot Substack dot com, where <laughs> Talia does a lot of wonderful writing. Um, some of which about what we're going to talk about, right-wing grifters, and some of which about really good sandwiches. Yeah, I like to, I discovered while I was writing my my book, Culture Warlords was about on uh, like online extremism and how it spreads and whatever. And I, I discovered that if I solely focus on like horror all the time, I get really, really depressed. So my <laughs> solution is I write about horrors of the world like once a week. And then the second um, newsletter in the week is about a different sandwich every time. Nice. I hope we we set the expectation this is going to be an all sandwich hour. So we had nothing (laughs) about grifting. Yeah, yeah. This was all sandwich. And the grift thing is just a coincidence, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. I so I I wrote a, a, a newsletter. I've been thinking and writing about right wing grifts lately. And how, as Kath described it, it's a shadow economy of Trump world grifters. And um, I'm really happy to talk about it because I think it is undercovered in the world of scam journalism. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's like a lifestyle brand that's out there now. I travel around a lot in the middle of the country. And the first time I noticed, like, I said, I'll call it the tipping point was I was in a, a mall and I think it was like rural Pennsylvania and a guy I was touring with needed a new phone. So we go in the mall. Malls are weird kind of hellscapes as it is. And I was in there and there was a Let's Go Brandon store. And it was just like clearly it used to be like another spot and it was just a Let's Go Brandon store. And I was like, man, it really is it's a lifestyle brand now that they're selling. What was kind of your the, the thing that jumped out from that world and, and hit you and made you realize that it's a big grift going on over there? Um, gosh, well, I mean, everything, (laughs) but I think the big tipping point for me was mid pandemic 
when uh, I was sort of looking into anti-vaxxers and the anti-vax world and all the various scams. And there's this organization called America's Frontline Doctors. It sounds very legit, but it's really just like, it's a bunch of like shady ass doctors who created this online pharmacy where you could order like ivermectin or remdesivir and that was it mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was like choose which one and you know like if you go to their website and like start clicking some affiliate links like they're selling like electric vests and like weird ass supplements <laughs> and like it's a whole world of like right wing fear driven purchasable stuff yeah, yeah we, that... we did an episode about America's Frontline Doctors because not only was it itself a scam, but the woman who ran it was stealing money from them. So it's like, yeah. it scams <laughs> all the way down. Uh, it's, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's, it, right, it's turtles all the way down. I mean, that's, <laughs> so, that's what it is. Yeah. Just the the article that uh the, the on your Substack that we read that I, I Pat I sorry we I kind of interrupted you I think you're gonna say that it's called the Great Right Wing Con Job uh yes from January third where you kind of outline all of this stuff and uh, yeah it just like ties together a lot of these threads that uh, we do because we do like isolated episodes on individual people like the America's Frontline Doctors woman but they're yeah, all like the Philly, so the Philly fighting COVID guys yeah. You know, like, they're all just so densely interconnected with each other. And like you said, with these affiliate links, they're all like selling each other's shit and selling shit yeah. to each other. It's, yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's sort almost of like an they're endless using... d- like scam s- cycle almost. They, they almost have different parts of like how you would have like a corporate structure. It's like you have like the, the production guys where it's like, you know, they're making the liberal tears fucking drink or they're sewing these Let's Go Brandon shirts by hand, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> and then like and then you almost have like the marketing department, which is like the right wing media and the right wing politicians. And we've like I, I get attacked in my personal life. People be like, oh, you guys are just going to rag on right wing people. But there's no left wing analog to this. It's not like it's a thing where it's like they're shitting us on both sides you can compare and contrast there is nothing i you're not selling biden hats you know like nobody's buying that and there's not like this right wing as you called it talia is this like fear-based uh marketing scheme or like fear-based products there's not an analog there's not an an identical aspect to that and it makes it unique among the right wing i think there are like individual left-wing scammers and they sometimes like interact with one another i'm thinking primarily of like those like sort of breaking news like Mm. tweeters that will then just like do these really elaborate threads i think that was like more popular like sort of like mm, (laughs) conveying like really elaborate conspiracy stuff about trump i mean it was like he's he's openly doing crimes all the time like you don't need to be like i have secret knowledge um so these those do exist but it is certainly not uh an economy with like lots and lots of physical products in the same way and yeah. it is really fascinating i think it's it's really interesting so the i the physical products i find fascinating they're like just these artifacts so i start started that piece by talking about this energy drink um that was being sold uh called 
was it called again? It was, I mean, it was it was called like a winning energy. It's this <laughs> Trump themed energy drink. Um, and their whole selling point is like drinking liberal tears, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is weird on so many levels. Uh, like, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's liberal tears. But then the label is like also also has pantothenic acid and like they have you know, people, people endorsing it and it's like these like girls in maga bikinis and it's uh it'll help you kick sleepy joe syndrome mm-hmm. but so the but i'm like that saying, is great that they have they have sleepy joe biden to contrast their energy drink against right <laughs> like, like we don't have like yeah it's like like how lucky they are they've already been calling a guy sleepy before <laughs> they started the energy drink it's like cut out for them <laughs> And of course they have, you know, a cartoon of like Trump with, with like these huge abs, like holding an eagle, but his face is somehow still grotesque. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the psycho like sexual phenomenon of always portraying Trump as super built is like a whole other issue. But anyway, the guy who founded Winning Energy and presumably at some point like actually offloaded these drinks uh on people was separately convicted of wire fraud and money laundering in 2022 (laughs) wire fraud is the that's the bread and butter of every story we cover that's like what gets most of lie cheat and steal subjects get in trouble for wire fraud at the end of the day people love to do fraud over those wires it's their favorite thing it's crazy i think it's just that just means like bank transfers are yeah yeah it's any financial transaction like in connection to fraud uh i also accuse people of wire fraud when they're like yeah i watch the wire and i get down to the that's and, bolts. and and they don't they don't know deep cuts from like season two. It's like, bro, that's wire that's fraud. That's wire fraud, dude. <laughs> Where's Wallace? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They can't readily answer that. That's wire fraud. Yeah, it's the answer is he's dead. R.I.P. Um, Spoiler alert for a very old show. Spoiler alert, yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Um but it's like so I th- there's just this like I described it as kind of this carny quality. It's like people are always selling you like the sort of cheap, flimsy, like identitarian tribalist stuff where it's like, like wear your fear and hatred like proudly and here it is for thirty nine ninety nine. Um but the in- so, yeah. the industry of things you can buckle into your seatbelt buckle so it stops beeping at you but you don't have to put your seatbelt on is is one of the wildest right wing items that's out there, especially because they have different tops and one of them is a Punisher logo and you can just click it in your seatbelt and it won't yell at you to buckle up, but you're also not buckled up and it looks like the Punisher skull so you can fly through the fucking windshield to own the libs I can Yes, it's just yeah, that's one of my favorite items that come out of that. Wow, I've never even heard of that. Um, oh yeah, that's yeah, an yeah, incredible it's, it's, item. Yeah, with the yeah, Punisher yeah. logo on it. That, yeah, like, or you can just put be... your fucking seatbelt on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the nanny state is making you not die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like so much of. I mean, all the gas stove shit and. Uh, like yeah. uh, apparently they're passing some laws about uh like lead in baby food like that's like a new or baby formula like they're restricting how much lead can be in that stuff and it's like i wonder if like the the conservatives are going to be feeding their babies lead to yeah. own the lids but yeah. i i do want to go back to something uh we said a while ago about the like the possibility of this on the other side of things 
where I feel like on the left, it's like it's it's not possible to sell these things just because there isn't a market for it. The way that grifters on the left work is they they are the product. They like there's influence peddling that goes yeah. on with like the Occupy Democrats type people, you know, the like retweet if you think retweet to thank Mr. Biden or whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> that stuff is its own thing. But this this need to like demonstrate via your consumer choices seems to be like primarily a preoccupation with conservatives, at least right now, where it's like, yeah. oh man, the liberals are going to be so mad if I buy this energy drink. It's like, I'm not looking at your energy. Yeah, like, yeah, what? I, I don't give a shit, man. I'm like, why would you want to drink tears? That's like <laughs> like, yeah, that's drink gross. Drink warm salt water. <laughs> I feel like shit now. Yeah. did that. <laughs> if no, someone's drinking yeah. something that I produced, I feel like I win. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is. If who's really being tears, owned in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm pretty sure I taste like shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's also data, like data about um, particularly like email newsletters. I think it was Mike Huckabee. There's this like expose of just like anyone who had donated to him at any time or was on his email list. Like that shit, like that data got sold not to like other Republican candidates, which is bog standard, but it was like to like cash for gold scams, like every varietal of grift, like supplements, all that stuff. Um, and so that was like and you know, I have donated to the Democratic Party or candidates in the past because, you know what, it's been a rough half decade. Sure. And <laughs> the thing about, like, DCCC emails or whatever is they just get more DCCC emails. Like, they're just like, Talia, yeah, I'm begging. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Or, like, you see, you know, suddenly you're, like, get, like, 50 emails a day from, like, a Senate campaign from someone you've never heard of. But that's not the same as, like, you, you donate to, like, you know, whatever, George Ossoff in Georgia, and suddenly, like, you're getting, like, cash for gold scams in your... In right. You don't yeah. get plugged into, like, the Mark pipeline the way yeah. that you do with this with this Republican stuff. And it's, like, we did an episode a long time ago about the Iraqi dinar and, like, people who are yeah. who are plugged into that as, like that's their get rich quick scheme is that the Iraqi dinar is going to be reevaluated. And like, there's a lot of crossover there too, where I, I think, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I'm interested on what your perspective is about, like, to what extent are the people peddling this stuff grifting in like the purely most cynical sense? Obviously they're acting out of self-interest, but are, th are they like, do you think any of these people like are true believers? Do you think they have any beliefs at all beyond that they should be rich? Like, what do you think is compelling someone to sell the Trump energy drink, I guess? Or the like the guy who did the Trump energy drink, he was the build the wall guy, right? Yeah. So like it's like picking up with that story, why he was convicted of wire fraud was actually not related to the uh energy drink at all. It was because he was involved in this amazing scam, just like a beautiful a big beautiful scam. Uh, you never seen a scam like this. Uh, it this it was. You guys probably remember this because it went super viral. But it was like uh, this GoFundMe to build Trump's border wall, mm -hmm. and it was yeah. like, oh, like the bad evil Democrats are keeping our beautiful handsome president from building his 
wall and we'll help. And they raised millions of dollars. <laughs> like, yeah. there is so much fucking money. And it was, and yeah. then it turned out that the founders of it, so the founder was this guy, sort of big public faces, this guy, Brian Colfage, who was, is like a triple amputee, like, uh, veteran. And, you know, that was, that's very much his face of like, I'm patriotic. And I'm, you know, I've suffered for this country and I just want to build a beautiful wall to keep Mexicans out of my beautiful country that I've suffered for. Um, and, like, he, Colfage had, like, a super long history of running, like, scammy, like, clickbait Facebook pages and, you know, selling off people's info and stuff. Um, and then you had a Steve Bannon, you know, human nostril gunk <laughs> Bannon um like uh and um and I'm like oh, oh, oh then you have energy drink guy um and this fourth dude who was a businessman in Florida and I was like oh uh, this is just like an etc and then I googled him and it was like oh and one time he like took out a loan from a mafia loan shark but couldn't pay it back so he ratted out the mafia guy it's <laughs> like player hater of the year kind of shit like, <laughs> i was just like I, like i had like meant to just describe him as like ham face etc in this lawsuit but then i was like oh no he ratted out a mafia loan shark that's interesting <laughs> yeah. um there's just uh, turtles all the way down right yeah um, yeah not even so, respect for like the, like the, that you think that pseudo macho culture of like the mafioso thing like you think they would respect that because they're they're like wannabe masculine idiots and it's like not even that not even that he has any respect for no, like total the movie, spineless sure self interest uh, yeah the movies yeah, no. I'm sure he explains to women on first dates he won't even stand up for that culture like, <laughs> no, he's just like uh, I'm a snitch and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought the coolest character was the snitches guys that's who I rooted for. <laughs> Yeah, no, so they raised $25 million on, like, GoFundMe. They get this board of advisors who is just, like, the worst people that have ever existed. Like, <laughs> Eric Prince, the Blackwater, you know, yeah. mercenary king. Uh, Chris Kobach was the attorney general of Kansas. And his basic thing is, like, I would like to murder immigrants and remove birthright citizenship. Like, his whole vibe is i hate immigrants mm -hmm. um and then that guy david clark do you remember him that former sheriff that like would show up with like a chest full of medals everywhere mm. oh um, yeah the the like the, the the like he was like the venezuelan strongman of local law enforcement <laughs> yeah exactly and he's like the one black guy at like a gop convention and like then you look in his record and it's like famously like there was a lot of torture in the prison yeah yeah um, anyway, so there, that's the board. And then it turns out that Bannon and these other guys were just pocketing a whole bunch of the money and mm -hmm. like texting each other about it. And they each stole like over a quarter million dollars from the great unwashed $25 million <laughs> donating masses. Yeah. And so to answer your question, Kath, it's like, to what extent are they true believers? Are they true believers or, or are they just grifters? And my answer is yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> once you're at this sort of post-truth point where you're like, I'm raising money for the president's wall. Like at one point, they con they constructed like uh, like I think it was three miles in total of just like it wasn't even a full wall. It was just like bollards 
in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> on the border and this butterfly sanctuary that was there was like, hey, we have a butterfly sanctuary <laughs> here. And Brian Coolfage goes on Twitter and is like, this butterfly sanctuary is actually full of human traffickers. (laughs) Clearly pedophiles. They're all human trafficking pedophiles claiming to be a butterfly sanctuary. So it's like once you're in the space to do that and your life is is just like this full of sort of deception and hate-based deception. Like if you are donating... like. If the people who you're appealing to who are donating, you know, anywhere from 50 to, you know, $10,000 to build a big old, like, racism monument, um, <laughs> you know, like, possibly you are a true believer. I think Bannon in particular is an ideologue for this stuff, mm-hmm. um, has been for decades. Um, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like, you know, or or it doesn't matter. I think a lot of the discussions of American racism have to do with like people's sort of innermost heart and their like intent. And I think, um, you know, when it comes to systemic stuff or just like big time scams also, like the intent matters less than what it happens and what you're, yeah. what you're using and what you're stoking in order to uh, achieve your ends. Like, what are the emotions that you are taking advantage of and manipulating? Yeah, it, it 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 seems to be like the obviously there's like that that just like the latent like bigotry that's like present among all those people that I'm sure donated, but there's also we like that we've been seeing this in, in other right wing scams. This idea of like it's tapping into this like boomer consumerism kind of deal where it's like i like no like how this is how things work i go out i earn my money i pay my money and if i pay enough money the president has to bomb syria because i said so because i i paid the fucking bill it's like it, it buys into that the customers all, like the customers all, always right like no no if we pay for this wall it has to go up mm-hmm. and it's like that's like a geopolitical decision that needs to be made by governing bodies just because you raised money like like you sell enough candy bars doesn't mean you can nuke somebody it's just it's such a weird like uh idea that 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 gives them any kind of say so in the matter well also i think you know i i've certainly had this experience where like usually it's like to like give like a trans person like top surgery or something um where i'm like donating to a gofundme and it's like a really exciting moment when like lots of other people are donating and you're watching it like click up and hit its goal and you're like yay this person is gonna like have rent and be able to like get their surgery or whatever um and it feels great because you're like involved in something bigger than yourself and i think in this case also the we build the wall gofundme as i recall it like it was like i remember when it was sort of happening and it it was just it kept ticking up like crazy it was exploding it like mm-hmm. i think they raised this 25 million dollars over like a week like it yeah. was so fast so much and they were saying like fuck you liberals look how much money we're raising and giving to very shady people <laughs> the, the literal sinister six like we're giving yeah. it's like the, the the league of super villains like we're just like look at all the money we're giving these guys <laughs> like to like again like steve bannon a man who famously left acid in the hot tub of a rental home he owned once i did i never heard that story that's yeah acid the drug or acid the substance like the substance uh that to me is like peak steve bannon um like it was like 
yeah, <laughs> the, the the first like so his vacated Florida home had like a a hot tub. Uh, yeah, there there was a a February 2015 email from Bannon's former landlord that read entire jacuzzi bathtub seems to have been covered in acid. <laughs> Oh damn! That's just did his like it? bodily secretions just gonna, yeah. melting down. Though. I was like, did he get it there before he left? Because he is that why he looks like <laughs> shit? Because he looks like he bathed in acid. Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> First of all, it's always a possibility that he has to bathe in acid at night to like yeah. retain his life force. But also, that's the classic way of like dissolving a body. Yeah, oh, very shady. Oh yeah! Wow. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's so. I'm just like. I'm not giving any money to the hot tub acid guy. Well, yeah. I'm, um, I'm thinking like it's I, I I feel like I can understand the people who give give the money to the GoFundMe like that psychology. I understand and and seems like it is sort of innate to human nature where like, yeah, you're you're pitching in for a cause you believe in. It's exciting to watch the numbers go up. What I think is interesting is like the extent to which the the compatibility of the ripping people off and the cause because the cause is sort of itself a a mass a ripping people off on a mass scale right you you have these you have these white supremacists who are trying to build a wall to keep people who don't look like them out that is like they are acting in supreme self-interest, not just on an individual level, but on like an ideological level. They're like, yeah. only people like me, fuck you, I got mine. So yeah. if we, a bunch of uh, white supremacists, are taking money for ourselves, well, we deserve the money because we're white and that's our yeah. ideology. So like, I don't know. I just feel like there is, I, you know, yeah, it's, it's more- entitlement. Exactly, yeah. it, and it's it's, it's more a shade of that effect, than... effective altruism, like we discussed with the Sam Bankman Freed thing, where it's like I feel like no, like like you just give me the give me the money, and once once I got this hotel and I can buy all the hot tubs full of acid that I want, <laughs> things are gonna get better because I'm doing better. Yeah, exactly. Like a, a win for me is a win for all. Therefore, a win for me must be pursued at all costs. Therefore, I deserve <laughs> a little cut. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean. So I, yeah, and I, um, I do think a lot, I think so much stuff about con jobs and scams, like rightfully so, like focuses on the scammer, uh, and, you know, because that's inevitably a lot more interesting than like the scam E, although sometimes in those documentaries where it's like those ladies who are like, yeah, like, and then he said he was like a super agent and he had to leave because he like whatever gonna be killed and then asked for twenty thousand dollars like it's just okay you have some <laughs> issues with your psychology um yeah. but the your garden variety scam e your winning energy drink consumer your donor uh to the we build the wall thing it's like yes it makes sense it but i'm like what is the emotion that they're taking advantage of like what makes mm. this whole scam economy what does this run and it's like yeah so much of selling stuff to people is exploiting an emotion right so Mm -hmm. with like the beauty industry it's like you're ugly and you're aging and you're fat Mm -hmm. and you know get this product and that will fix it um you'll die alone unless you have this lipstick whatever there's like a the you know this make this is not the that's not actually how like maybelline sells stuff but it's like you know 
the subtext of the subtext. Yeah, right? yeah, it's the gist and, of it. And like, it feels like in the right wing sphere with these products, with these fundraisers, even with candidates, it's like what they're selling is you feel a tremendous amount of fear that the world is changing. And we recognize your fear and like we're gonna assuage it by hurting the people that are trying to make the world different mm-hmm. than the world that like you're comfortable in. Yeah. And you see that so much with like the transphobia stuff. That's mm-hmm. just like the whole right wing focus right now. Um and so they take advantage of fear and then also tribalism and identity, where it's like Yeah. You get to feel like you belong. And, like, the principal principle of our belonging is, like, that we hate up these other people. It's so different than... Because when I'm thinking about, like, the the build the wall GoFundMe and how that, like, uh, kind of invigorates this base in some way. And then I think about, like, the... Do you remember a few years ago when the Republican headquarters in North Carolina got, um, like it got like firebombed or something or like somebody set it on fire or something. And then there was like a big fundraiser among Democrats to like fix it. And like, (laughs) it's just, it's so like, I feel like the motivations are so different, you know, where it's like, yeah, we just want to show that we play fair and we respect our opponents. And like, like, they want to murder you. They want to kill you. They they want you to die. Like it's so. And and like the NC GOP is like all about voter suppression. It's one of the more egregious. Yeah, and it was it. This was all happening during the height of like the bathroom bill stuff. Like it was, it it's just like there's this impulse among liberals where i feel like the way you sell stuff to liberals is you make them feel like they're a good person for buying it and it's so different for conservatives it's like it's like buy this and tell the people who want to seem like good people that they're fucking phony fake assholes and we hate them and it's like i get why that's appealing i get why that's appealing yeah Yeah. well i i wish i wish i would see like like i don't want to say like my side because i don't really identify the democratic party like all the time just because they're they they suck (laughs) but like (laughs) i i see like i wish they would play dirty like that instead of being like but when they don't it's like you said like they they want to appear as good people it opens up the stage for these embarrassing moments like the daishiki shit with fucking uh uh, with uh pelosi it's manipulative in another way yeah it's not yeah exactly and then also things where it's like hey this guy is an avowed white supremacist with a neo-nazi podcast but you know he also has a wife that works at kroger so there's a three-page article about this guy and they love to do these it's like liberals love to dip their toe in these waters of like oh here's where they've humanized this person who i disagree with but also look down on i look down at this person uh here they've humanized they brought him up they put him in a little suit they dusted him off and it just like it, it it's like this this machine that like rehabilitates these people for public consumption and it's like nobody asked you to do this we don't want to i don't i feel like a sensible person doesn't want to play nice with these people and like i feel like if you're in charge of the north carolina democratic convention and you're like yo the gop's headquarters got blown up hell yeah double down let's do all (laughs) the shit that they can't do because they don't have a building this week let's heavy let's double down on building centric policies that we can like yeah it was there's no there's no like go for the throat instinct there, but it's like I, I don't know. I, I I almost get jealous sometimes that we don't have just heartless leaders like that on the left. I know it's a shitty thing to get jealous about. It's not even heartless. But... It's like like wanting policy goals and making yeah. them happen. 
somewhat ruthlessly. Like anything. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, not believing in anything is its own form of scam, I guess. But now we're like, I think we're drifting from the direct definition of grift or whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, but on the, like, the one, th- the thing that pisses me off the most is like, like, during COVID, there was like an unprecedented uh, expansion of the welfare state or whatever, the safety net of like with the child, uh, the payments to, to families with kids, with mm-hmm. the checks, with the extended unemployment benefits. And of course, like Biden immediately just like strips those away. There, yeah. there, yeah. there wasn't even a question. It was like, you could have just kept it in place. Yeah. Like, the th- the thing opponents. that made everybody like you. <laughs> like, you could have just, like, child hunger was cut in half and they're like you know what would be good is if more kids were hungry so we're gonna stop those payments um yeah <laughs> yeah i guess but- i just like i bring all that stuff up to just like these these different forms of kind of they're because they're marketing right like that's kind of ultimately what we're talking about here is like like you said the the you sell things by appealing to an emotion and uh i i think we have some worst case scenarios on both sides, you know, like the, the, when you do have that like spite motivated, uh, sales pitch, you get, you get some really nasty shit and, uh, you kind of stoke hatred and everything. And when you are appealing to people's need to feel superior, uh, you get, uh, people constantly you know own goaling themselves and like not not actually getting anything yeah. done so yeah i don't know it's just uh it, yeah the, the 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 impulse towards like civility and decorum and this like west wingian like you know aaron sorkin speech like have you no decency sir kind of vibe. <laughs> i i also think there's a certain like it's like how like white people are still falling for sean king yeah like, yeah and he's been exposed as a scammer so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to tell someone, like, this summer of, like, no, 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 don't follow Sean King anymore. Like, he, like, he just, like, steals from black women. That's what he does. Like, uh, if this and- is news to you, listener, you can get on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Seal, and listen to a whole episode about how Sean King is a huge fraud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the, uh, this, the level, the balls on that guy, I mean, <laughs> they're, like, hemispherical. It's bananas. But um, the, but it's like, okay, yeah, it's this impulse of, like, I'm a good person. I need you to know I'm a good person, right? I don't think that there's analogous, they're analogous in terms of the level of harm or even the level of, like, just straight up pure, like, you know, crystalline grifting necessarily. I think I it's think mostly because there's not enough money in it. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. just more money from. There's also doesn't seem to be much unity among the left. I know, or at least the... not like compared with the right. It's like it's like we'd rather just kind of eat ourselves and sell each other shit. Yeah, I think there's just there. This is one of those incidences where like, you know, you can bend over backwards and and strain your your spine like trying to find equivalencies, but. There just isn't a, a grift economy, an analogous grift economy on the sort of broadly defined left. Um, because, I mean, there's a lot of becauses involved, but I think fear is a really potent thing to sell from. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and fear and identity and like fear that your identity is being destroyed or somehow harmed is like an incredibly powerful sales pitch and just this idea that like through your purchases and donations like you can stop time in its tracks and like yeah. make the world the same as it was yeah. in your youth like that's the that's the subtext of the pitch and it's really powerful um yeah, I, it's like yeah what do you think i wonder if you oh. could if you could walk uh, I, was gonna, I wonder if you could walk somebody to the natural conclusion because I, I my life just like where i grew up at and who I'm, I'm still in contact with friends of mine like i i i see this other side of the fence quite a bit and like i i i'm obviously forced to deal with it but i i gotta i still have to talk to people from my past and i still want to relate with them and connect with them and i just like the idea of you said like yeah if you donate enough money you can stop time and it's tracks you can stop the development of like another culture and i guess if you just study history it's like that's kind of futile it doesn't really once those tides start turning it just that's where it goes and i wonder if i could just walk some people through and be like what you're talking about is going to involve some kind of bomb <laughs> that's like like what you where you want just all these things to stop in its tracks it's not like it's people are just going to be like hey you know what we are going to be content with the rights that we have and actually not ask for more uh because you've put enough campaigning in it's like you're not going to stop this man you're just running on a treadmill and just learn to Go with it. I don't know. It, it seems like such a lackadaisical thing to say, but it's like, man, just, I don't know, ride it out. You can't stop cultural shifts. They just, historically, they just kind of happen, and you can swing against it and live a fucking horrible life until you're, you're not with us anymore, I guess, is the only option. I mean, I would caution against saying, like, you know, positive change is historically inevitable because that's not always the case. Like, I've been thinking specifically well, about these sort of like eliminationist campaigns against trans people in public life, right? And inevitably you wind up thinking about like Weimar Germany. So in like, you know, if you've seen like cabaret or just like no stuff about that period, like there was a lot of gender nonconformity and experimentation. Um, and, you know, Weimar Germany had the world's first gender uh, affirmation surgery clinic and like the Nazis destroyed that shit they were like it, they used it as an example of like how the world is being subverted and the natural order and, and all yeah. this stuff um, so it's like yeah your kid like shifted their pronouns and like don't you feel victimized by that um, and like you know your feelings of discomfort are the most important things in the world yeah. uh, you know and you should build your identity around that I mean I am not like my dad's a Republican. <laughs> um, thank God he's not uh like a full bore conspiracy theorist. Like he never got on board with QAnon. I think the yeah. only product he's bought is like I think he had a Trump t shirt that he wore on the the morning of the election. But um, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, that is like the most like innocent dad like dabbling the toe in. Be like, it's like it's like, a, like he wore like a Marlins jersey. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> his entire the rest of the family is like, you know, liberal women. And I think that's yeah. part of it. Where it's like, right? It's the same reason you buy the energy drink. It's yeah, it's yeah. Right, like it's in like, your face. Uh, yeah, gonna exactly. own the in laws today <laughs> with the shirt. I mean, the two of us have forged a cautious piece over like how much we hate the New York Democratic Party. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you gotta like, find that. You gotta you find Andrew that common Cuomo. ground. Yeah. Like, I agree, um, <laughs> but for entirely different reasons. Um, because like Andrew Cuomo's a hypocrite, and like I am not disagreeing with you in any way. Let's not get uh, into more detail about how and why, and we will yeah. agree <laughs> on this. <laughs> um, but I think the gas stove stuff is such a perfect 
example. Like you see, like I saw some video. It was like some conservative influencer or whatever. Like she's like cooking an egg on on her gas stove, and she's like, "This is how I'm a gangsta right now." Because I oh, I saw that. It was maybe barf. Shut up. I mean, it was like a completely unseasoned egg. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's the part. Maybe throw up. No one thinks you're a gangster. It's like we just don't want like kids to be like poisoned by. Fire, yeah. Like, like, I don't. How is this an own? Like, it's the sort of like fundamental misunderstanding of, like, I don't. I yeah. Um, I. I. My. That's also fear. It's like they're taking away the stove that you remember from when you were a kid. Right. It's change. I mean, that's like it's it's fear of change, and it's also like. Um, it's an easy thing because it is like, it does, you know, if you do absolutely no, uh, research about it or anything, it just seems arbitrary and, uh, you know, like the crazy libs, this is what they're worried about this week and you know, all that shit. But like, okay. So my, what I was going to ask my question is, what do you make of the fact that so many of these guys have been exposed for being grifters and continue to persist in these spheres like they are openly found out quite often i mean this this build the wall guy like he was he was convicted of wire fraud and then he went on to start this and en- trump energy drink and people buy the energy drink like it it just seems so um divorced from like co- like cause and effect like consequences meaning anything in this world and i'm just wondering what you think about that uh and how these people manage to kind of be exposed for who they are and then continue to just keep doing it and be sort of celebrated for it. I mean, uh, uh, first of all, I think white collar crime is like hideously under prosecuted mm. in this country. Very true. Um, the, we built the wall case is like such a, um, is like a rarity because it's this, you know, multi-million dollar fraud that actually got busted. Right. But, I think, I mean, I don't, I think there's a couple of different things. I think we're at a point where, like, there is a breakdown in, like, consensus reality between Mm. the different political tribes, I guess. Particularly within the right-wing sphere, let's face it, right? Like, you know, right-wingers, like, fully believed for, like, the back half of 2020 and ongoing that, like, every single urban center in America was on fire for, like, extended months and looked like Felicia. um yeah. like that everywhere like with a population of over a hundred thousand was on fire uh and that just like wasn't the case right mm-hmm. so it's like who is exposing them you know like it's just very easy to like dismiss entire sources of information as invalid so that's part of it the other thing is like some <laughs> like the the like conservatives got convinced that like the fbi was liberal yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I remember that, that whole yeah, yeah that, that whole thing. Oh yeah, no, the FBI is is liberal and like, but it's like and then I remember they distinguished between like the leadership and the rank and file agents because people were. I, it was yeah. That what a weird I mean, time period that, that was. Shit, insane. Like I'm like, are yeah. we talking about the same? Like, they killed Fred Hampton. What? Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but like, okay. Famously yeah, groovy FBI. It's, I mean, it's like the woke, like once you get to a point where you can sell the concept of a woke FBI yeah, to yeah. a populace, then 
it doesn't matter if like someone like then you know someone who makes you feel good about your decisions and your identity is going to be far more compelling than whatever like yammering voice is like no this person is like documented as having done wire fraud like yeah give them money probably i mean to a certain extent and this is i guess a deficiency in sympathy for me and a product of my liberal bubble or whatever it is like like when it's like someone who donated like twenty thousand dollars to we built the wall and got scammed like i don't feel that bad yeah it's like watching like a wasp like land on a stinging nettle and you're like okay someone's gonna get hurt but like it doesn't bother me um but i think what is interesting to me is like just looking at the psychological motivations and like money is a really like concrete way to demonstrate power and influence in this Mm -hmm. country so when you look at just like how much money is being peddled and sold and made like on the backs of of these emotions of, of hate of fear of change like you see how powerful they are as motivating forces in in our society it sounded really yeah. i sounded that was pretty pretentious sounding but um you know <laughs> no i mean i think i i i guess that's kind of what i was thinking about or kind of conceptualizing is it's almost like when these guys get caught and the people who donated to them somehow feel like they're also getting one over on the marks, except they are themselves a mark. Like, I feel like there's a lot of that with Trump where like anytime anybody points out how corrupt he is or how, you know, how, how many people he's like completely fucked over it. People who like him are like, cheering him on and it's like you're the people he's fucking over like do you not understand that like you're i mean i guess it's just like a classic fundamental american misunderstanding of class interest like that's just something that no one in america is good at but yeah they all think they're part of the club i guess like i don't know it it almost is like an asset to some of these people that they've been that they've been convicted of like ripping people off it's well it's like with trump i mean i remember the 2016 campaign and it just like kept this fire hose of like fraud right the 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 stakes and the university and the casinos Mm -hmm. and like he was just like this archetype of like gilded shadiness right but at a certain point like first of all you have this like okay, like, the New York Times did an expose about how he was, like, a bad landlord, right? And it's like, okay, who is that? Who is that going to shift after a certain right, point, right? right. Yeah. And then it becomes a persecution narrative. Like, another yep. really, really, really easy way to raise money uh, yeah. on the right is to peddle a narrative that you're being persecuted, uh, that you are, like, a martyr for your beliefs. And I think this this might be a little controversial, but I think part of the reason this narrative gets so much play is because, like, this is a very Christian demographic, so persecution and martyrdom mm, are, like, yeah. very potent narratives there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's, like, how, like, fucking Kyle Rittenhouse, like, raised, you know, so much money for his legal defense. Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, he killed people. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> like, that's not, that was not in dispute, whether he killed people. Like, he was, like, no, I killed people um and then now he's like celebrated and he's going to all these conferences with a big old shit-eating grin and it's like 
because he got away with killing people but but the the way that it's the sold and packaged is he was he was canceled right yeah for the killing as a guy I, I grew up in a southern baptist church in texas and like from jump street it's it, it, it creates a, a us versus them narrative like we're being persecuted we're not allowed to pray in schools said the guy leading the prayer at our school you know like, it's like it, it, even like it's like we had complete cultural dominance in like the sphere of like small texas towns yet there was still this whole thing of like once we walk out of that church door we have targets on our backs it's open season on us and i can't imagine that just started with my generation they've been cooking that they've been cooking that for two decades now and we're starting to see people who are raised up in that and so it's it's as you said a persecution narrative is very easy to raise money for it's also not a hard sell for these people they're like yeah no they're coming for us has been this whole time i mean that's like that's like bread and butter for all those fundraising emails we get from the democrats too we're under attack yeah. we're under attack yeah <laughs> yeah i would say that the difference is that like we are under attack <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the like, difference <laughs> like no one is pro- persecuting christians right being yeah. exactly in this country that's just like not happening it has never happened like right if you it's like you may like throw yourself into a lion den and then be like, yeah. I'm oh, in a lion yeah. den. Like, I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like someone's trans on a college campus. Like that doesn't mean that yeah. like you can't worship Jesus. Right. Um, yeah, but, like, oh, but, I can't do a mock crucifixion at the fucking target. Okay. Like, <laughs> I see. I see where we live now. Like, and as a religious minority, as someone who's raised like not a Christian, like I, I, and I, and I grew up in like, New Jersey, like in a super Jewish town, but like yeah. Christian cultural hegemony, including in the realms of law and like legislation, yeah, is so absolute that it makes it so fucking absurd. Um, yeah. to, well, it's to so it's so ingrained you can't even see it if you're inside it. It's I exactly. mean it's like any form of of privilege in that way, but it is like it is really astonishing that people have reverse psychology all the way around to yeah feeling oh oh yeah and it's like the all of those movies like the christian fundamentalist movies like god's not dead or and whatever <laughs> like yeah. it's that stuff where it's like uh, i am a brave guy named jake perfect christian and here's my yeah. wife's girlfriend amanda perfect christian and like we're being persecuted by a loving god and it's like that's never happened um, right. but it is a very it's a very powerful mindset right and so this is the mindset you're starting from so like another really beautiful like mwah, example of like conservative grift i know i'm probably going over time or whatever probably. um uh okay there's this woman I, you probably maybe remember this she went to she was a librarian at smith college and then she like showily sort of resigned her position uh because she claimed that there was an environment of discrimination against white people and a really big part of her um her like analysis or her story was that she had written a library orientation rap and <laughs> her supervisor was like don't do that that's like kind of appropriative and yeah. then she released the rap and it <laughs> to, to silence the, silence the critics put it out <laughs> bone chillingly bad yeah. it's a library orientation rap okay yeah. it's right but it's like worst than it's like michael scott 
Yeah. But a librarian <laughs> at Smith College. It's like, no, terrible. someone was like be trying to save your feelings by telling you it was racist. Like, that wasn't yeah. even the worst problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, don't do this because this makes my head want to fall right. off in like self defense. <laughs> he, she wound up like writing this manifesto on Barry Weiss's Substack, of course, and she raised so much fucking money. Just so much money to sue Smith College for their anti-white discrimination and claim to be starting a nonprofit, a free speech nonprofit. It's been like two years. I like yeah. was looking into this case and I tried to find the website for her nonprofit. Doesn't exist. Of course. Yeah. But like she still had the rapping librarian definitely like kept all of that money. And that's just like a yeah. really good like a garden yeah, example yeah. scam of like I'm being persecuted. There's no such thing as institutional anti-white persecution in this country, yeah. or institutional anti-Christian persecution in this country. Nonetheless, the two narratives of anti-white and anti-Christian prosecution playing in again to these these dual sort of uh, conceptions of fear of change and consolidation of identity are like some of the most potent fucking money makers in the yeah you know and it's because when you're used to like absolute hegemony even like being forced to be reminded of the existence of people who are not you and that they have interiority and and minds i guess like might feel feels threatening i suppose yeah if if there happens to be a a, a listener out there who might feel like white culture is under attack i one of the one of the most popular videos on the internet last week was a young ass white kid playing like blues rock on a stage and he slams a mgd with it in his mouth while doing a solo and then takes the bottle down <laughs> and fucking white culture is alive and well like, yeah, yeah that dude he looked like charlie daniels's kid and like that dude is like was the most celebrated man on the internet like it's out there just check the bullshit at the door people are ready to celebrate things that you're putting out i promise yeah, i mean <laughs> like, call me when St. Patrick's Day gets banned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you uh, talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. I've said, I'm a Jew. Like, do you know how many Christmas trees I've, like, passed <laughs> all the fucking time? Like, the, the, the phenomenon of the enormous Christmas tree. And only because I live in New York, a tiny menorah, like, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just the vibe. And it's like, yeah, I think, again, it, it it's like fear of it's like particularly i think with with the laser focus on on trans people and sort of using that to smuggle in broader anti-gay um you know anti-lgbt stuff like like the sort of visibility uh the in increased visibility of trans people and like kids sort of realizing that there are different options for gender identity and expression like that is sort of a cultural shift mm -hmm. that yeah. that has happened and I remember in 2014, there was that Time article. It was like the trans tipping point, and it was Laverne Cox like looking gorgeous on the cover, right? Mm -hmm. And then the backlash like has just been sustained and ongoing, and it like keeps uh, raising in pitch, like to the point of just like being an absolutely genocidal, like eliminationist kind of sentiment. And again, it's this idea of like anything that makes you uncomfortable. Anything yeah. that makes you feel like the world has changed um, has to be stamped out, like, violently. And so that's the 
to me that's the underlying sentiment that makes like that sells the energy drinks and yeah. funds the GoFundMe's is like this idea of like someone challenged white dominance someone yeah. challenged you know and it, the, oh, yeah sorry go ahead no just you know like feminists didn't accept like a very extremist like idea of you know like how women's bodies should should be regulated or not like and we got yeah. we have to like fucking destroy these people in, in a way that like revels in their destruction i yeah. i feel like it, it speaks to again the fact that like the fact that these this backlash because like we're thinking we're thinking about griffs i'm thinking about money through this whole through through all of what you said which i think is 100 percent correct but I'm thinking about what, how can, how can people exploit this for financial gain? And I feel like the fact that like being trans is like, there is so much data to back up the fact that being trans or advocating for trans people is not profitable, does not make you rich, does not give you money in any way. Being uh, a victim of racism, of police brutality, of you know, of the Kyle of Kyle fucking Rittenhouse does not make you money. But being the Smith librarian, being, yeah. uh, you know, the person who's like, you know, given uh, a, an op ed about how trans people are going too far or whatever. Those are careers like being yep. the Smith librarian who got fired because of her rap or whatever. That's her job now. She gets paid. I'm sure People pay her to go to speaking engagements and talk about, you know, uh, about the the anti-white discrimination or whatever. So like, it's like, emphasis on the talk, man. We don't don't break out in any kind no of rap. rap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, we paid money. All right, you give us a clear, concise, fucking non-rhyming sentences. But it's like, I mean, it's, I think though, the the the, I'm, and I'm not interrupting because I think you're on a fucking roll. I will just point out <laughs> she was not fired. She resigned. Oh, okay, yes, yes. And ditto oh, with Barry yeah. White. Like both of them left because they're like, this is too woke. Right. And then painted that as victimhood and as like, cancel, yeah. cancel culture. Yeah. No, that's very true. But I guess it just like I guess what I'm saying is it just really speaks to what you're saying of of course this is a, a country that is Christianity and whiteness permeate it to the core where like that's the market that's who that's how you can make a living is being yeah is is acting like an injured party of that group because that's who has the money and the power and uh it's like when people say that like people like you know women claim to be sexually assaulted for money yeah same deal that is and never. Like, it's, 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 it's like what? What money? Where? Where is this? Where, that's not a like, profitable fucking. Uh, uh, oh yeah, all that like rape victim money, right? <laughs> like that's just readily available. Yeah. Like, no, Famously like, wealthy and powerful people, you know, yeah. the, the like, victims of that crime. What you get is just like a free, excruciating public trial into every aspect of your character. Um, yeah. I also think part of it is like, so first of all, it's like demographics, right? The people who conservatives have overwhelmingly captured the sort of like local elites like the people who like own the car dealerships and own you know like you know kind of the what um patrick the writer patrick wyman calls like american gentry and it's like not you know necessarily billionaires but it's like multimillionaires, you know who like have a couple successful businesses and like own a boat right Mm -hmm. that demographic is like entirely republican yeah and like (laughs) 
you know, anyone with like kind of a face the color of ground beef who like spends a lot of time um on in with their local in their local marina, like those guys all vote Republican and they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um they just have a plurality of the money, right? Whereas there, there's the old joke of like activists sort of like all passing around the same dollar. Like yep. <laughs> you know, I'll donate to your GoFundMe for like your you know, being able to fix your teeth and then you donate when I don't have rent, right? It's like um the money is overwhelmingly on the side of like the cultural hegemony is under threat and like yep. but I think also and the other part of it, and I think this is a big reason why Trump was such a juggernaut, political juggernaut, and is still to a certain degree. People like identifying with people that that um no matter how cruel or venal or corrupt they are like they feel are winning mm. the winning yeah people like to be on the winning team and so the energy drink is called winning energy right yeah <laughs> it's um it's like i it's like the people who like hang out with the school bully not because they like him because they feel strong mm-hmm. yeah and the impulse to feel strong and invulnerable is i think a huge reason why why people are so drawn to this culture like we live in a world that makes us feel like atomized and helpless and um they're like i want to feel like i'm on the team that's gonna succeed and i think that's why the 2020 election loss was such a mindfuck for Mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah to the point of insurrection because they were living in like a reality scape it had been like your winner. You're on the winning yeah, team. You're yeah. on the winning side. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna crush them. Our our opponents are like, you know, weak and pathetic, right? It was yeah. like how they would talk about Antifa as like, oh, they're a bunch of like latte sipping, like gay, you know, <laughs> anarchists, but also they're super powerful at the same time. And yeah, 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 and they have military strategist minds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> like, uh, like the whole. Um, I know I'm I'm getting off track, but it's like when you are in an environment that uses emotion as truth, your enemies are both like hyper powerful and also contemptible, and this is like very very characteristic of fascist movements um in 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 general like your enemy is sort of whatever you need to feel he is um and so it was like do you remember this was also during the george floyd protests um it was like this bus full of literally carnies like it was like they were a traveling like troop of like theater people and like jugglers and they were like stopped by the cops and like arrested as like antifa <laughs> like you're <laughs> oh no <laughs> like... <laughs> I was like, un- un- opening up a clown car full of antifa jugglers <laughs> like literally <laughs> <laughs> just bounding out of that tour bus on fucking unicycles, throwing bowling pins in the air. I love it. Yeah, no, it was okay. It was. I'm looking at it. It was in Columbus. It was like the Columbus, Ohio area. These guys were in um a color like a like a spray painted school bus. They like drove around and they they were like literally jugglers. <laughs> um, and they got like stopped and you know 
people were like th throwing things at them. It was just like Jesus, like the environment of like anyone that I, you know, yeah. So the 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 school bus is named Buttercup. Also, <laughs> um, like yeah, and it was like these are busloads of Antifa being bussed into cities and like yeah. whatever, like. When you have when you have sort of created a a, a reality that operates in parallel to actual stuff, when you posit there that there are like busfuls of militants like burning down every American city, and like millions of people believe you, yeah, like, that's yeah. you have a lot of power and like a lot of ability to manipulate the the inflamed emotions that you, uh that you're like constantly generating like if you watch tucker carlson he's just like actively trying to make you mad yeah, yeah. and upset well yeah because like you're mad at... just, when you're mad and upset uh you will buy things you will buy the <laughs> things on the ads like you will it is the it is the perfect emotional state for both fascism and consumerism and uh the fact that those are so similar should maybe give people some pause i think <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, when I'm mad and upset, I will usually buy like something on Etsy. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, like, I do it too. Like yeah. I have so much like cheap jewelry that I bought because <laughs> I was sad or angry. <laughs> but like some people are just like, I'm gonna buy another gun. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> so as we wrap up, can I just read you? A couple of beautiful little proof texts. Please. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> so I, um, this, there was a, a conference called Patriots Arise um, that I was contemplating going to for research. I didn't wind up doing it, but, but it, it, it was in rural Pennsylvania in a tent. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it quotes um, Ronald Reagan and Psalms and whatever in the description. Um, the, the founders, um, run a podcast called, uh, Prophecy Radio. They are prophets. So. <laughs> Sounds I'm just wildly you, entertaining. Like, the top line of like a couple of the bios of the speakers, just to give you an idea of like the beautiful range of the right wing gorgeous <laughs> here. Um, okay. So we have, uh, we have, um. One of the America's frontline doctors was there. Uh, you had a, a Christian business coach who will teach <laughs> you how to successfully run a business in the name of Jesus. I feel if you're really uh, running a business like a Christian, that you you would just like constantly be coming up short, right? Like, what that like? <laughs> if you like, uh, if you're legitimately doing it, it's like, yeah, man, I'm I'm in the red because <laughs> I just keep I keep giving this food away because you know? <laughs> you're. Because you're not right with Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's prophetess Julie Green, who is a prophet. Um, oh. And, she, you know, um, she's also a, an advisor to uh, that crazy dude who ran for Philly, uh, for Pennsylvania governor, um, Doug Mastriano. Uh, there, there is... Um, uh, Mary Jo Costello, who was a 40-year dietitian for 40 years uh, and now um, runs uh, an anti-voting, like, paid, 
patriot group called Team Red. Um, uh, and <laughs> Red team finally, <laughs> finally, I'm gonna actually read this guy's um, bio. John B. Hewlett, founder and formulator of Cardio Miracle. As the founder of Stanacore International, the manufacturer and distributor of Car uh, Cardio Miracle, John Hewlett has dedicated his life to sharing the nitric oxide discovery and the Cardio Miracle formulation with those who are suffering from the disease and health ravaging effects of the loss of nitrous oxide. He enthusiastically shares the news about the miraculous ability of nitric oxide in the arteries, veins, and capillaries to reduce and even reverse the effects of age-related disease. Um, isn't, so like, talking about, isn't, like, that, like isn't that whippets? I feel yeah. like he's talking about whippets. He's like, he's just, like just inject laughing ass. Yeah. yeah. He's got the cracker and he's at it while he's doing his speech. It's like, see, the thing is, it fucks you like, you just got to get the things flowing in your body. Like, yeah. So it's like this event, it was like literally in a tent in rural Pennsylvania. It's its tagline is Arise with Fellow Patriots to Make America Great Again. Amazing. And all these freaking people. You can't make shit great from a you tent. Have, you have prophets, you have people who are subverting elections. Yeah. You have the nitric oxide guy. And they're and like they're all a guy yeah. who a guy whose whole thing is he he dresses up as as Doctor uh, Professor Toto, um, who pulls back the curtain on the Wizard of Oz that is government. I mean, it's just like a <laughs> oh, it's a carnival, it's like yeah. a tent, a a carny like yeah. religious revival slash hate rally right. slash people <laughs> selling you fake. Medical shit. And yeah. In that I love how they have everything from dietitian to prophet of God. Yeah. <laughs> prophet of God, dietitian, election yeah, yeah, yeah. subversion, <laughs> supplements. Like, if, yeah. if I had to like define the Trump crypto story, it's like everyone yeah. who was in that tent. Yeah. And everyone who showed up mm -hmm. to that. Conference. Yeah. But yeah. It's like the grit the singularity. They all <laughs> merge true. in together. It's, uh, it's very beautiful and terrifying. Well, I know. I well, just and now I'm like, should I inject poppers into my ass? <laughs> and then I'll be done forever. It's with poppers or amyl nitrate. Whippets yeah. are nitrous oxide. So I'm sure yeah. there's a poppers doctor too. Like yeah. that yeah. also if I, exists. If you do enough whippets, you will never die. Yeah. And That's the message yeah. everyone should take away from this podcast episode. Yeah. If you learn one thing, it's if, yeah, if you just stay cracking all night doing whippets, you will live forever. That's that the Talia that Lincoln guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> So, Talia, we, as you know, as, as you've listened before, we always ask at the end of it, was it worth it? Kind of a wide range here. But I think overall, uh, I would say ultimately, like if you inject, like if you take you know, conscience or any kind of morality out of it, it feels totally worth it. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I know comedians that hit that, they hit like the right wing escape button and you do a hard right turn and you get booked more than you can handle for two years and you get a crazy online following. It seems worth it. I would say in some realms, especially in entertainment, I feel it's unsustainable. Uh, I feel that you don't, you don't set yourself up for a long career by doing this, but at the end of the day, you can still make money at as long as you don't give a fuck how people look at you in public there's really no cost you know like yeah. i if you don't mind you don't like worry. completely ruining the country and like people yeah. dying because of the things you say uh it is profitable yeah. we can say that yeah <laughs> I would yeah, say yeah exactly a tremendous cost 
but it's you're not paying it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, like if you have yeah, I mean, I'm listen, I'm a broke ass like freelancer. I write a newsletter and I'm like, yeah. like do you know how many million like Barry Weiss makes like over a million dollars a year? Yeah. On the same website that I have my Yeah. Stuff like on just because she like goes up to white people who are feeling aggrieved. And tickles them in the grievance button, and, <laughs> and gives them a little grievance squeezer, and they feel great, and give her a ton of money. Like, and like, is that a temptation? I mean, not really at this point, just because I feel too much shame all the time. Yeah, I don't think I could handle it. Let's hold you but back, girl. Is it, an, is it an incredibly lucrative and ultimately like sort of mostly consequence free way of being i mean yeah especially i mean if you don't like actively text people about doing crimes like the we build the wall guys like you're you're in the gravy like you're doing great yeah yeah um so it's not worth it for the planet country democracy or um <laughs> like justice or humanity but yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make We're a compelling the, yeah, case <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lifestyle like I wonder, I I feel like Professor Toto is doing just fine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not even, he's not even thinking about us right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Talia, where well, can uh, people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Swords Jew. Um, Gray handle. Own a bunch of swords. I'm a Jew. <laughs> um, and um. My Substack is the Sword and the Sandwich. That's kind of where I'm doing the bulk of my writing right now. And um, if you want to check out my book, it's called Culture Warlords, and it will give you nightmares about Nazis online. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we gotta get we gotta get Tally up to Barry Weiss numbers. So go subscribe to the Substack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tally yeah, also yeah, has we, another we, book coming out in uh, 2024. So keep keep an eye out for that. And, uh, and it's gonna be like about it's about fundamentalism and. Christian fundamentalism and right-wing grifts. So, yeah, very relevant on, to our listeners. I'll, yeah. I'll come back on the pod. Yeah, well, yeah we'd love to have you back strong on. strong in 2024. Absolutely. And promote the book. Well, yeah, um, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, everybody go go follow Talia. Yeah, go okay. follow Talia. Yeah, thank you. you guys. Yeah, we had a blast you coming on. Uh, guys, yeah, you know, um, if you guys like what you heard today, we also, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. You can check us out. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at PZTX, P-E-E-Z-Y-T-X. I post all my dates. I post all my everything, uh, all my thoughts. So that's all there. Uh, say, same handle on Instagram. Kath, you got anything for us? Yeah, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. It's a weekly show of dumb news stories. And I'm on social media at Kath Barbadoro. Uh, follow me for stand updates. And thanks for listening, everybody. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Again, Talia, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Make sure you go uh, check her out. Uh, but aside from that, thanks for tuning in. Have fun. Be safe. Be smart. Look alive out there. There's right-wing folks trying to grift you and people on both sides. But uh, be smart. Be safe. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Thank you.